0: Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm with Squeaks. Squeaks! And today we're going to be going over some of the news. We're going to discuss some of the big uh, esports announcements that have been going on. We're going to go over all the expos. that We have IGN Expo, uh, PC Gamers Event, and Guerrilla Gaming. We're going to go a little bit over some of those. Uh, And then we're going to wrap things up with the uh, Ubisoft Industry Deep Dive. That was going to be its own thing, but uh, after, you know, do the editing and like that, it was only like 10 minutes long. I didn't want to waste you guys' time with that. We'll just add it to the end of this one. Uh, let us know uh, what you guys think of that because uh, we want to know, like, we're, you know, if it's if it's something we should do in the future and stuff like that. We're always trying to better the show for you guys. Uh, Squeaks, what have you been playing lately, man?
1: Oh man, what I've been playing. So right now, uh, I'm playing a little bit of Valorant. But for everyone that's been following my struggle with the Nintendo Switch, I finally have it back. <laughs> okay, and uh, I'm. Uh getting close to being almost being done with Luigi's Mansion 3. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm powering through that one before <laughs> it breaks again. So. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to start I want to start that over again. <laughs>
0: Are you so you lost a lot of your saves because it was a new one. Are you going to replay yes. play Pokémon at
1: all? Um no and I don't plan on ever going to. Um <laughs> yeah. So, I couldn't get the save data from the cloud. I don't know why that is. Um and then as well as the SD formatting being formatted to the old switch it won't convert to the new switch so i learned there was a trick whatever too late i know i don't need to hear anybody on how to do it i know how to do it it's already too late um so pokemon is totally wiped and i don't ever see myself playing it or the expansions so i'm kind of upset because i was looking forward to the expansions after i beat it and then uh now it's like i'm not start. i'm not playing this game over again
0: the game itself was really good too like i think it was one of the better pokemon that have ever come out um, for
1: sure, I agree. But would you start all over?
0: Uh, I would if if I were to go play in Nuzlocke mode where you you know it's the harder difficulty. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But See, yeah, like, I
0: don't uh, know about like actually playing it all over again. I got too many games <laughs> on the docket. It makes it tough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah I, have a, I have a games waiting for me. Uh, Links Awakening, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, um, and then I have a Spyro. I picked up the Spyro Master. Yeah, so good. So yeah. I'm definitely not revisiting good. Pokemon right now.
0: Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough, fair
1: enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been playing Satisfactory myself, been doing that on the streams. Uh, okay. A lot of fun. It's kind of, you can just melt away time and not even realize it's gone and stuff like that. And, uh, and I do a lot of idle play on that too, where I'm like, maybe I'm working on the notes, but I've got that and World of Warcraft up. One's doing auction house and one's just sitting there farming stuff. Um, yeah. So, you know, I've got I've got the supplies coming in for those, but it's a really fun game. And uh, the company behind it, I can't remember the name. from. Oh coffee stain i think it is they have another game they're working on too so hopefully that's that's gonna be a good game too because uh it seems like a really solid group they're doing well
1: nice nice okay
0: yeah yeah all right let's get into some news we're gonna start with uh some follow-ups to the ps5 reveal that was such a big deal we had to do a quick episode about it uh we do have confirmation that spider-man miles and morales will be an entirely new game it is not an expansion or or dlc or anything like that uh what did you think of the spider-man trailer
1: uh beautiful uh yeah. one and, and I, it really gets me excited because i really love the first one so um at first i thought it was dlc i was like no nah, then it's like oh it's dlc dlc is like hold on no we're showcasing the ps5 there can't be dlc unless you're going to tell me right now that spider-man is going to come over to ps5 yeah. somehow um but i think it's awesome that we're getting a whole new chapter in a whole new uh it's like a restart but it's still continuing you know it's gonna feel brand new, which I really like, instead of just Peter Parker with another villain. You yeah. Know? Um. So I really like how we're handing it the torch uh, to Miles, and I'm kind of looking forward because I don't know too much about Miles. I'm a I'm a type of type of person that's just like I would like to stick with the classic. You know, I want right. to see classic Wolverine. You know, just anything in the original characters. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to uh, playing Miles Morales and what kind of villains that is in his universe.
0: Yeah, I feel yeah. I'm the same way. I'm a big Barry Allen fan. For Flash and stuff like that, like gotcha. the originals. Um I am too. It just it looked really cool. It looked like they're kind of going with some of the darker tones with those stormy nights and stuff like that going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh the soundtrack sounded amazing. It just it looks cool, very fast-paced uh fighting. Uh it's stunning. I mean the PS5 impressed me all around, but it looked really, really good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh we also found out the control, which has been this kind of quote classic, people are going nuts for control. Uh, it oh, will be yeah. coming to the PS5 and Series X with full ray tracing and that's it's just such a massively popular game with all the particle effects they're using during this game uh it's just nuts i had one friend that was just like when he found out that it's coming to ps5 he's like that will be game changing for the for the game itself um have you had a chance to play control at all
1: that's so crazy yeah so i played a little bit of it but then got distracted it was i think it was during black friday so i was buying a bunch of games yeah during that time of course um so um i played a little bit of it now do i now the question is do i finish it because i have it or should i wait to play it on the ps5
0: did you get it on the ps5
1: or the ps it on xbox one x
0: okay so you'll get um, it on the xbox series x if you want to buy one of those
1: <laughs> Ooh, that's a big purchase for control though
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> gotta be super dedicated um, to a game you haven't finished yet
1: so we'll see it's super uh it's a super mind twist game um so yeah you know what yeah i don't know i don't know uh, that, that's neat though that we're kind of getting um some of the later uh developed games kind of crossing over to the next generation now
0: yeah uh the last game that really of note that did that that was like oh that's such a good move was grand theft auto and i thought it was funny that they started mm. off this this ps5 event was saying that grand theft auto 5 is going to the ps5 which means it'll be on three different generations uh, it shows the value of that game and and how much money it brought into Rockstar. It's so much freaking money. We were talking about it yesterday and I think it was like hundred and twenty million or something like that. Or billion Gosh, or that's, be. that's
1: that's so crazy. And it's like yeah. uh the online must be huge still. Everybody it, it must is. be playing it for it to continue to go. There um, are
0: mods and constant support for it and uh yeah. yeah. And I haven't played online. Have you played online?
1: Uh, I played online when it was fairly new, but I, it's, uh, so that's been a long time on was, PS4. Though. <laughs> yeah. Um, But I enjoyed it though. I super loved doing heists with other players. And I was like, this is what Grand Theft Auto should be online doing this huge mission, but everybody's taking different roles into that mission. That yeah. was Grand Theft Auto.
0: Yeah. I need to give it another shot. Maybe I'll stream that as me. Cause I, I remember one time I logged into it, I had some like connection issues and I was just done. Uh, So it I haven't really sucks. played it before. Um mm-hmm. I might have to get another shot uh next up some of uh, those internet solutions are out there they found out by measuring the disc tray that the p s five is gonna be the largest system in the modern gaming and when you actually oh. see it compared to other systems, it's freaking huge it's way taller than the series x yeah uh, it's bigger than the p s three which has always kind of been this like big system uh or the xbox one also kind of a bigger system uh it's just it's just really long not well it's kind of bulky it's a little thick if you have the c d tray uh but generally a really long uh, system. It's funny because like when I'm seeing these things, one of the first things that pop in my head is like, how's it gonna fit on my entertainment system, and or center, you, you know? know. Uh, the Xbox is already kind of this weird, squared, fat shape, and it's like, oh, I guess it's gonna go on top or something like that. Now yeah, with the right. PS5, I'm like, okay, uh, hopefully it can lay on its side fine, although it doesn't look like it's really meant to at all. <laughs> uh, do you think that thing goes sideways or is it just up and down?
1: You know, it looks like it's meant sideways, but if you kind of look, at it, it has this curve on the you would think the bottom part because if you got the disc version, the trade would probably possibly on top. Yeah. Um, uh, But they're showing it off a lot like it's supposed to be. But you know what? Like the PS4 that you could do both as well. So I wouldn't put it past that. You, you can't lay on inside.
0: Yeah. It seems like it would be so such a hindrance to not do it that way. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, we didn't get your opinion on the PS5. What did you think of, of the system itself and some of the games that they announced?
1: Uh, the system itself, um, design wise, um, I can okay. So I say I will like it, but I'm not in love with it, but I don't hate it. Um, I like the fact that they, it looks like that next step into the future. It really looks futuristic. And that's what I like about it, yeah. that it really feels like when I do open this box, that it feels like I'm, uh, I'm going with the next generation of gaming. Um, that's kind of why I liked the, the controller a lot when that was first announced, I was really digging the controller. Um, one thing. Um, Style-wise, I do like how they bring in the light back—the little blue light that's a, uh, like, kind of in the curves or in the grooves of that system. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I also like the line that they're coming out with it with the headset um, to kind of match the same feel. So I think when the PS5 comes out, I will probably plan on buying that headset as well. Yeah. Um. um and what I liked that Xbox always did and correct me if I'm wrong if PlayStation ever had one, is that the remote that they're making for it. I think that's awesome. PlayStation had one.
0: one, but Xbox has been really good about pushing it more. But PlayStation does. Okay. I know the PS3 one I had. Um, but I like that little remote. It looks good.
1: Yeah, it looks nice. And I and I like, Um, I mean, I use the remote for the Xbox app. Um, But it'd be kind of nice to, I know Xbox One has a controller. It'd be nice to kind of get one in my hand as well instead of just using an app.
0: Will you buy the um, camera as well or no?
1: i don't think so like what what for straight right? uh yeah true it is an hd camera right yeah uh, did they say the specs on it
0: uh no i think it's uh, it but it has two it has two lenses uh yeah we'll have to see I, At first thing i was like oh that's connect um but I that's don't think it's that's that. kind of how
1: i took it yeah let's
0: see the connect K- um, was such a, a bomb that i don't think any company's gonna make that mistake again
1: yeah, I think, yeah, we're kind of over that. I mean, even Nintendo was smart enough to get out of that. Uh, well, I mean, they still do the motion, but the, the yeah, I'm thinking like the Wii, but they do not Yeah, the gimmicky aspect it. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So that's how I feel. Um, Now, the one thing I'm kind of questioning is disc with no disc. Is there a price difference? Why are you doing this? Is it literally just because of the shape? Like, well,
0: speculations are that it's going to be a $50 difference. And okay. a lot of that, like, you know, Daniel threw up a big fuss about this. Um, yeah. Diskless is the way that they all should be going, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just the way of the future. And and it's, I understand that there's people that are in a lot of rural areas. And I, I'm, you know, I'm pretty much in, in that same boat that uh, don't have the option to go discless, but then you should have to buy a separate attachment that plugs into it that they maybe sell like they do with the headphones. Um because it's it's such a waste of time for the for the for the majority of the gamers, especially outside of this country, uh, where internet is so much faster. Like, yeah. it's just crazy that they still. I mean, Xbox One was not going to have a disc, and then because of the outcry, they added the disc. So it kind of just tells yeah. you, like, you know, at this point, we still have the problem. I don't know.
1: So what what do you do? You think it's just people that love hard copies that don't want to let go. They move to the future, like no, they need I, that collection.
0: There, there probably is some that are that way, but I think a lot of it is that there's people who don't have the internet connection to be able to rely, reliably download games. Uh, so they would shut off a lot of their rural market if they were to do that. um mm. We just gotta get we gotta get everybody on board a faster internet. I mean, it's
1: yeah, but it's it, but even at that, when I buy the newest Call of Duty and I put it in, it still takes like three hours to freaking download, and it doesn't even feel a difference to me.
0: If you are you saying if you like put in the disk to download
1: it, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's the thing is a lot of times now they have these like install processes, so it's still gonna take a long time. But um, some of these, you know, the rural communities, it takes days to download these 90 gig games. Um, so, I, I mean, or you know, I remember when I was over at the other house with the uh, under with like the one megabyte or under, it took me two weeks to download Shadow of War.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. You know, <laughs> uh, people are
0: beating the game before I get it downloaded.
1: Yeah, so, but but you're right, though, like, the to get that change, whatever, part, everybody can go to this list. Um, but I think I'm going that route, finally. Um, yeah. And um, so, okay, cool, it's a $50 difference. I mean, that's not really going to, like, you know, that doesn't really do much for me, really. Um, it's not a huge difference to me. But I think I am going dislist list for because I'm making that move. To finally just because yeah. the thing is like okay here's here's one thing, okay now it has four K HD, a four K HD player, mm-hmm. that's fine. But then we're getting to this point where streaming will eventually just all be four K streaming.
0: Yeah, right yeah, oh yeah. I mean so, like all of Amazon Prime is or a majority of Amazon. Exact, Prime is, yeah, stuff exactly. Like
1: that, yeah, exactly. Um, so movies physical. I mean, why is it it's almost phasing out? Period. Cause I used to be a huge oh, person yeah. to collect Disney movies that my, my thing was a Disney movie collection. I have a bunch of them. And now it's like, since Disney plus it's like, well, you know, it's super more convenient. I don't have to pay really anything for the, you know, and I get them all. Yeah. Um. So I just don't see a, a hold on to disc games. What was Daniel's argument for having a disc tray still?
0: He's stuck in his ways. And you know, yeah. we, you and me and him all have DVD collections. But even I understand that now mine's becoming like a record collection where it's something you don't necessarily use often,
1: exactly. but it is something that you
0: are proud of. Uh, Daniel still yeah. I think stuck a little bit more in the I use those more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it'll it'll be a bit, and he has some. Stellar Internet, of course, he throws out the cash for it. Uh, so yeah. I'm really surprised by that. For me, as long as it has USB support, because there's some times where oh, it's not streamable. I'll um, procure a video another way, <laughs> and I need to be able to have a USB <laughs> input, which everything has that now. Um, which is, which perfect. the PS
1: Five did show on the front, right? It had that USB. Uh,
0: yeah. Actually, I think it has. Yeah, I'm pretty two confident. Of them. Yeah. yeah, I think
1: I did see two as well. Um, so that's how I feel uh, about the system itself. The conference I enjoyed a lot, and what I liked most, and I think many could agree, is that we actually got game a little bit of gameplay of yes. the majority of the games, and that was nice that I uh, actually got to see a little bit of um say the kin kina. Bridge of Spirits, if I'm saying that one dude, right, dude. How cool like, that one was that kinda, look. yeah, extremely pretty. Yeah. Um, one that really caught my eye, which uh, I think I'm going to pick up right away, is uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, when you're just, if you remember, like just being in Tokyo and there's like all these ghosts and stuff, you're like, what the heck is going on? But I think I'm going to catch that for sure. Um, uh, yeah, a little bit of the uh, what's it called, the Gran Turismo. Um,
0: that surprises so, me because I'm not normally like I'm going to go out and buy that racing game. But I was yeah. like, mm, I might go out and buy that racing game.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. I mean, I played uh, Forza's for sure, yeah. and um, those were always nice. Um, but I never played a Gran Turismo, so maybe this, maybe I'll finally do it. But the one thing, I did not like the gameplay of being in the driver's seat. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're trying to show me a beautiful environment, sitting in the driver's seat is not the way to do it. So okay. uh, that's kind of them fault. Uh, their fault but yeah i just really enjoyed that we actually got to see gameplay of uh quite a bit of games that were um shown off
0: yeah they did i you know i'm mr xbox over here but i have to admit they Mm -hmm. they killed xbox with their last you know compared to the last xbox one um they just showed game after game that looked amazing and uh, oh yeah a a lot Um, of debut titles that i was like i need to own that that is so cool
1: how i don't want to forget i don't want to Get past this one, but how beautiful was Ratchet and Clank?
0: Oh, oh my god, dude! Oh, and it showed goodness. the power of the SSD, uh, the way that they're able to, to to port around so fast. That's the SSD giving you that ability.
1: That and, is uh, so insane! It feels uh, like one big level loaded, but it's yes. like a whole different universe. This is crazy,
0: yeah. And the particles going on one time is something I was saying during our thing. Um, the particles going on one time on your screen was just like, geez, it's so nuts that there's that yeah. much going on. Uh, it, it, it impressed the hell out of me. I'm not gonna lie, very impressed by it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, at yeah. the end of this month, guys, uh, I, I don't know, I, have, I don't know if I've confirmed this with you or not. Uh, you and me are gonna do a an Xbox versus PlayStation debate, and I know you're not on board with this, but we're gonna have the listeners actually vote on which system I buy. So oh, man, I may be so a PS5 guy now. <laughs> let's see what the <laughs> listeners say. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next thing. So there was oh, a uh, real quick though, yes. Frank. Uh,
1: there is an image of the PlayStation laying on its side, so it looks like that is a that is oh, a okay. thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Good. Okay, and it it needs to be with, to fit into where my TV goes. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I'll just have it next to the catch, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a new Star Wars game that got leaked. Uh, it was an unannounced Star Wars game titled Star Wars Squadron, and uh, it was leaked through Xbox.com. They ended up posting up the uh, the actual like, pre order thing for it. Uh, since then, EA has confirmed it and said that they will do an official reveal on the 15th. Now, here's our problem. This game is getting revealed on the day this podcast comes out. So we will go into the details on the following episode. Um, it, or uh, during a big you know, annou- uh, press pause announcement thing if Xbox wants to do something. Uh, the artwork shows uh, a rebel and an imperial TIE fighter. And uh, it looks pretty cool. So for, there's some rumors that are, that are leaking out that it might be like a free-to-play game. Uh, that it's kind of like the space battles from the old uh, uh, Battlefront 2. What do you think about this?
1: Oh, I don't know if I like this free-to-play thing. I would kind of want a story with it or whatnot. I mean, yeah. if that's what we're still going to get out of it.
0: Yeah, you it think? might be a Battle Royale in space,
1: though. Uh, I'm a little <laughs> bit iffy on Battle Royales, but even though you know I've been playing quite a Battle You've been spamming two of
0: them a lot right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have. But I'm still iffy on Battle Royales. Now... Um, one thing I do love, and I like how they're, there's two sides of Star Wars the dark side, the light side. And right. I love how they look like from the recent posters that's been released. It looks like we're getting these opportunities to pick, like, okay, what side? Picking or at least dividing it up for us. Um, I'm a fucking dark side all the way. Same, so anytime same, same. you can put me in a TIE fighter, like, I'm a happy person, you know?
0: Yeah, and then from the poster, it showed like a sunset on both of them. So that's another one, just one thing I like, too, is it showed like the TIE fighter and the X-Wing. And then it said pilots wanted underneath it. Uh, There's a sunset mm-hmm. behind them. So uh, the color palette used shows that it's not like you're choosing to be bad. You're just choosing to to, mm-hmm. to work for the Empire. Okay. So I kind of like that, too, where it was like uh, maybe, maybe if there is a story, it'll be about the political drama. Because if you look at like Star Wars Old Republic, when you got to play as an Empire player, so many things were about, like, oh, these freaking Sith are really screwing things up. We have a functioning community here that's keeping peace throughout the galaxy. And we have the Sith that are over there worshipping some old relics that are really messing us up. So I, I loved that part of it. It really showed, like, yeah. more in-depth stuff in the Empire. Um, hopefully this game gives us a little hint of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, shoot, that'd be awesome. I, I mean, anything anything that can expand the star Wars universe that we all love um, would be amazing. And to get us a different view points. So if we are just flying, you know, the whole game is about flying. Then why not learn a little bit more of, you know, flying lifestyles of, uh, you know, in the star Wars universe. Yeah.
0: I'm always down for that. And I'm uh... just
1: still waiting for uh pod racing. Game.
0: <laughs> Pod racing, definitely. I'm a little worried that this, if this is free to play, then we're going to have a bunch of skins you can buy and all that stuff.
1: And I'm like, Ooh.
0: that's dumb. Yet I do want flims on my TIE fighter. So I don't know.
1: <sighs> oh man, just pull my wallet out right now. I already do it for <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs>
0: You're not actually buying Fortnite money, are you? Many I have a
1: few skins. I have a few skins.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> We've lost some <laughs> guys. Uh, all right. Next up, we have uh, uh, this article from Matthew Bird of Denny Geeks. He's a hell of a good writer. Um, he's one of the two writers that I, I really follow. So check out Matthew Bird, guys. But he was talking about how WB Games is up for sale. And uh, so a report from uh, CNBC suggests that AT&T is looking to sell Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment Gaming Division which includes like Rocksteady Games, Nether Realm Studios, and moonlit Uh the report claims that the parties are interested in purchasing uh Warner Brothers are uh Take Two Interactive, which I thought Take Two was smaller than they were, but when I was doing the research for the Ubisoft thing, they're actually like the third highest. Uh Electronic wow. Arts and activision Blizzard. So that's actually the three big dogs right there. Let's stop there and think about this. Uh Warner Brothers, they have lego games mortal kombat yeah. harry potter batman and shadow of war universe all the lord of the ring stuff which of those companies do you think can handle those ip the best
1: oh man um i think fuck i don't want to say it but i'm going to go with activision or ea yeah um i think it'd be nice to see ubisoft kind of get in there and do a little bit of harry potter different different games with harry potter yeah but i think big wise because we already see we might be iffy on how EA does Star Wars games, but they're already taking this huge uh name brand, so I think they might be comfortable with doing more of that.
0: Yeah, but how do you think they did with that big name brand? Do you think they're doing well, good with the Star Wars games?
1: I mean Battlefronts I think I enjoy Battlefront too. Uh I'm having a blast with that game. Um then recently Jedi Fallen Order. It's it's a story game and that's all it is. So you do it. You beat it once. I mean, you're kind of done. But I was a little it nice not. too, yeah. actually. <laughs> it is. It is nice, but I don't think I was a huge fan of the game. Period. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, you got me there. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, but then I would like to uh, Ubisoft though. I think Ubisoft could do it. Yeah, I think they, Ubisoft they could pull off a Harry Potter there, game.
0: But I, I actually think uh, Ubisoft would be best, or Ubisoft would be best for the open world aspect too. Like, I would like a Harry Potter game. Where, uh, think of in the veins of Assassin's Creed, where it's that wide, uh, where you're able to Mm -hmm. go around and discover Mm -hmm. new points. And like, oh, I'm heading over to uh, whatever alley and then doing this. I don't know. It just feels like it'd be really cool to explore that world. Uh, And I think, and then, of course, Batman and Shadow of War, both these open world games that could really benefit from Ubisoft. Uh, Oh, for sure. It's it's unfortunate that Activision Blizzard, like I would like for Blizzard to have these IPs, but Blizzard wouldn't want them. It would be Activision that would take them. Oh, for sure. I can't imagine Activision doing a good job maybe with the Mortal Kombat but I can't see them doing good with everything else.
1: And Well then you have to yeah. think if the, is this company that's going to like let's just say Activision buys it are they going to have a lot of influence on the games or are they going to keep the developers like you're not going to get rid of Ed Boom on Mortal Kombat. Right. There'd be outcry. Um so how much will Activision play a role? It's kind of like because I want to see something new in these universes. I don't want to just see Harry Potter Lego games. I wanna see a yeah. real Harry Potter game. Uh can you do something different with uh Batman to expand the universe, but maybe I don't know, different something different. At least give me something different than Batman and make it a fucking I don't know, Green Lantern game or something. I don't know.
0: There uh, was the problem, the reason so like Bungie left, we're gonna talk about Bungie next, uh with the Division Two stuff, but uh mm. Bungie left because Activision had them on a schedule saying so you guys have to put out a new product every fall they gave them like the fall block you guys need to put out something every fall so that we can keep the numbers up for a company-wide thing you can't you can't want that for mortal kombat like mortal kombat makes these uh really cool introductory characters robocop and stuff like that and even i who don't really play doesn't really play mortal kombat i love watching what's coming with with robocop or joker or whoever Uh, if if activision had that they would be on schedule to release one of those every two months like they wouldn't let them stop and while on face value, that's cool. You're going to get more characters. That just means you're going to be putting out more games for less um, developed characters. You know what I'm saying? And I think we'll get that for everything. Even if a Harry Potter comes out, it may be really good at first. But then every year will be a new expansion for Harry Potter that might you know, ruin things.
1: Then you might have to go. Then I think Ubisoft would be the best. And the reason why I say that, because Activision has them on this, uh, say, one-year schedule. Well, Ubisoft learned that lesson with Assassin's Creed. They're trying to push out Assassin's Creed every year, yep. every year, and then it just kind of gets to this point where like all these Assassin's Creeds getting games kind of suck, and then now we're seeing a little slower pace, and hopefully with Valhalla, um, I mean Odyssey was okay. I'm not a huge fan of Odyssey. I thought Origins was good, mm-hmm. but hopefully Valhalla is another example of hey, if we sit back, take our time, um, we know we could create a way better game. The
0: problem with Ubisoft too is I think they're they're valued at like we're gonna t- again I say it here later on in this episode, Jerry's gonna find the exact value. But I think it was around five and a half billion, and the going price for the uh, WB Games would be four billion. It would be a huge <sighs> undertaking Man. for Ubisoft to buy them. Yeah, wow. When EA could handle it, you know, what I'm saying Epic yeah. could handle it. They got Fortnite money running in. Um, yeah, it would be tough. And then uh, one thing that that Matthew Bird had had speculated is he thinks it'd be good for Xbox to buy them. Xbox has the money. Microsoft's you know just a big cash cow, uh, and you know, Xbox is in need of exclusives. It's, I mean, PlayStation has this whole stable that's just beating out Xbox in exclusive uh, bragging yeah. rights. If they can grab your Shadow of Wars and your Harry Potter, think of if Mortal Kombat was exclusive to the Xbox. It would uh, be insane.
1: As you're saying that, one, that'd be a insane move from Xbox, and I'll give them credit if they actually can do something like that. Yeah, but you're right though. To pull Mortal Kombat. Or even all the Lego games, yeah. and for sure Batman, and Shadow of War, to pull those all on one console and say, you know, sorry, Mortal Kombat. I don't know if you'll make as much sales, but I mean we'll cut you a deal and you're only gonna be exclusive. Oh my god, that'd be insane. Yeah. That'd yeah. be the craziest move. And yeah, that'd be a craziest move.
0: It would give it would give Xbox such a huge advantage because they already have the advantage of like it's just a stronger system. It's the more powerful system, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of their during the PlayStation thing, they did not mention the term teraflops once. And yet, that is the term everybody uses to explain how powerful your system is. It's because mm-hmm. they're behind. And um, the PS5 has many things to be proud of. And it, you're not going to really notice the difference. The average player definitely won't. Um, yeah. But those exclusivities is what's pushing everybody towards PS5 over the Xbox if there was a reason to go. And yeah, I mean, like the Lego games, that gives you that that Nintendo Switch competition because Lego's so big out there. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I I think I'm looking at at the list, and while I love all really all the IPs they would be able to grab, I know Mortal Kombat. If they were to lock in Mortal Kombat, holy cow, you would be you wouldn't keep Xboxes on the shelf. Not only that, lock it in, yeah. and then like, I don't know if they're working on a new Mortal Kombat, but say it's a launch title. Like they if just, they could yeah. get that to happen, holy shit, you'd sell some Xboxes.
1: Oh, for sure, because Mortal Kombat's my favorite fighting game, and I can't ever see myself going in through life without a Mortal Kombat game in it. Yeah. So I would definitely buy an Xbox for it. Think of how high hype they could make the uh uh the esports for Mortal Kombat too if Xbox had a little presence yeah. in there. I think they would do a lot of, uh better job with just, you know, advertising and whatnot.
0: And it would go good with their cloud gaming uh that they're doing all, all the cloud gaming for um, okay. X Cloud or whatever yeah. it is. I mean yeah. it would be perfect. You could play Mortal Kombat on your phone super easily. <laughs> Uh, it would be pretty amazing. It's we'll have to see how things go. Uh, you know that was all speculations. Right now, it's the big three that are after him. Uh, but I'm hoping this doesn't affect all those good IPs. I, I hate for somebody like Activision to buy them, and then all of a sudden we're getting these rush jobs that really yeah. hurt the game over overall.
1: yeah
0: So let's move on to the future of Destiny 2. This is a company, Bungie, that left Activision because they felt like they were being pushed too hard. They made a promise to their uh, players back when the game first came out that they would put out a game that was going to last 10 years uh Activision forced them to make a uh, Division 2 before putting out too many expansions for Division 1. I'm sorry, I keep saying Division. I mean Destiny. And uh and so now uh with Destiny 2 fully under their own control, they have announced three new expansions coming up, uh one for each year. So the expansions are called Beyond Light, The Witch Queen, and Lightfall. Uh what do you think about Bungie's pr- approach to Destiny 2, expanding the life of the game?
1: Well, I think it's I think it's I think it's pretty smart yeah. Um, for the fact that it's pulling me back in. I told myself I'm not going to play Destiny 2 uh, mm-hmm. anymore. Like, I put quite a bit of hours on it. I got the expansions, didn't really play them afterwards. But now it's, like, getting this, since they're coming on the n- next systems, like this revive, you know, and it's yeah. like, oh, now it's, it has my attention. So now it's like, oh, maybe I will, like, kind of get my hands back into Destiny 2. Yeah, but it's so weird. I think because we're just used to like, if this game was just called Destiny, you know, I mm-hmm. could see it to be like this whole ten-year game. But with Destiny Two, it just feels so wrong. You know, maybe because I'm so used to World of Warcraft, right? It's just World of Warcraft that, and an expansion name.
0: Well, that is why because if you look at Final Fantasy yeah. fourteen, it is their MMO mm-hmm. it does fine, and then there's uh, Guild Wars Two. Yeah, it's that MMO. so? Th- there are a lot of sequel ones. You and me both participate in the original. <laughs> so yeah. uh, th- that is that is one thing. Uh, but I, I actually, so I, I bought the original game and loved playing it. I never really played the expansions, got other games to play. Yeah, But this one seems like the one to go back to. So Beyond Light's our first one, right? And then uh, yeah. the story, it's going to be focused on trying to control the darkness, which is the big bad of the whole series. Yeah. And it's meant to sort of combine all the, the mixed match narratives going on into one story so that new players, when they join back in, they kind of know what's going on. They don't feel like they're being overwhelmed with this crazy uh, long story. So okay. you know, this is a good time for me to come back in. I think I might actually try this to play this again.
1: Now, if you are you, if you put in Destiny Two and this expansion is out, are we starting at that expansion?
0: I think uh, I'm not sure, but I think for this one they would do that because they're also then, adding adding like the time walking thing called Destiny Content Vault. So you're still gonna be able to try out all the old stuff. You don't necessarily need to play through it because you're gonna be able to try it again as they are on a rotation to come back for players to try out.
1: Okay, and then if so, I was gonna ask if there's like a like how World of Warcraft does it right now, where um you know you can kind of uh, if you pre-purchase your get this certain level character to start off with, so you don't have to be so far behind starting yeah. at the original Destiny too. Um, I wonder if they'll do something like that as well.
0: That would be a smart move, or at least to think like where hey, after you level, once you hit max level, you'll get a crate that just gives you gear that's like really bad, or okay. like decently bad gear. But if you were to play the game the whole time, you'd be okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, to so where it's okay. like this is okay. gear you need to do the next expansion, essentially. That would be nice.
1: Got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah. uh,
0: yeah, so uh, players will be traveling to Jovian, which is a moon of Europa. And uh, they're going to be fighting a brand new faction they're putting into the game that's going to be loyal to the darkness. Uh, So I'm not sure if they're going to be getting rid of the darkness after this expansion. I just think that they're setting it up to actually be, to return as the real bad guy. And uh, with this new faction, it's going to be a faction that will probably be battling throughout three expansions and kind of set up this idea of like, something that will continue to always be a problem. Like, okay, going back to World of Warcraft, the Void Lords, or uh, like the Lich King's always been somebody to worry about. So something like that, something that actually is a concern because sometimes the darkness fades out and we're like, oh yeah, we're worried about these one dudes. And it feels like, yeah, isn't there a big darkness coming in that we should be concerned about? It's like, oh no, no, don't worry about that yet. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm I'm down for this and I think I'm actually coming back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I will too. I think it will. It does have my intention right now for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up, we have some more Batwoman drama. It feels like every week there's some more Batwoman news <laughs> okay. after Ruby Rose left. So, uh ruby rose says she's not coming back for season two a little refresher for everybody uh but we have two important leaks that actually reveal the future of the series first of all uh first off we know that they're not going to just recast uh kate kane they're actually going to go for a whole new character they're inventing for the show they'll be taking the cowl and they're going to be killing off kate kane which is the real suit uh um, batwoman uh to make sense for this so i think this is the best way to go about this because you don't have these like weird things where people are seeing this because there's a lot of crossovers. So if you had um, Barry Allen come over and like, oh, let's work together, Batwoman. And it'd be like, oh, you look a little different. Ha ha ha. And try to go. You know what I'm saying? That that feels yeah, too cringy. Yeah. This yeah. makes more sense to me. How, do you think that's a good way to go?
1: I think so. Because if it wasn't something like this, it was something that I brought up earlier, where you just throw someone in there and we just kind of go with the flow and pretend like nothing happened. Yeah. Um. So I kind of like that they're doing a little... Uh, a little thing for it to make it fit in
0: yeah yeah i, yeah, I like that idea better uh and then we have a new storyline too so it'd be kind of like where you're, you're seeing her become batwoman and that arc could be interesting to watch um yeah we know that the new batwoman will be ryan wilder uh who's inspired to pick up the cow after uh the new villain of the series scarecrow kills her brother so i love that we have scarecrow coming in he's going to be this like whole series of bad guy this guy kind of like um i can't remember his name but the bad guy for black lightning he's always the bad guy and uh, while he has lackeys that he's fighting there's always that one big bad kind of like for daredevil there's always kingpin so scarecrow mm-hmm. phenomenal bad guy and he's very cgi friendly because gas is cheap to make you just do green gas here and there that's like oh look at that uh the only cgi you really need for scarecrow is when somebody's tripping out and you don't necessarily <laughs> need to always show them tripping uh so and Scarecrow's just a phenomenal bad guy. I think he needs some more rep. What do you think about Scarecrow coming in as a big bad? Guy? Yeah, uh,
1: Scarecrow's my favorite character in the Batman universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how there's there's been so many different versions of him from the video games and the animated series and, and the movies. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see what their take for Scarecrow is for these uh, TV series. Yeah. Um. So I'm kind of excited. Hopefully they still do a little twisted. I wasn't a huge fan of the um, uh, Christian Bell Scarecrow um but hopefully they kind of get like this really twisted looking scarecrow i mean they've done a good job with um not with them but um gotham and joker like i thought he did pretty decently well yeah. that actor um so i got high hopes for the scarecrow
0: yeah the gotham joker who was in star wars jedi fallen order <laughs> that's He's right yeah guy. um yeah i actually liked christian bale's uh scarecrow mostly because of peaky blinders it's the same guy but it's tommy mm-hmm. um But I liked how they kept him in the other two movies. Like that, to me, felt like okay, then that's the real Batman villain because Batman villains are always toying around with Gotham. They're not just like I'm in, I'm Bane, and then I'm out and I'm not going to be seen again kind of thing. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Last up for news, we're going to go over. We finally have a pretty good sized list of all the movies coming out uh, with their new release dates. So uh, let's look at 2020. We have three big movies to talk about. New Mutants is getting an August 28th release date. Not gonna guarantee that because man, that that movie has mm-hmm. been shuffled around so much. Uh, are you even excited to see that anymore? I'm totally not on board.
1: Uh, just uh, just let it come out on a streaming service and I don't yeah. care.
0: They should have done that. That's the only mm-hmm. wa- only reason I would actually go out and watch it. I don't know if I'm gonna watch this yeah. at all. It just it stinks of Fox and I'm so done with Fox's x-Men. <laughs> so I am too. October second, this is the first one on the list that I cannot wait for. That is Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Everything about this looks good. We finally have some visuals of Cheetah, and they just went for it. They, it's full on Cheetah. So uh, Wonder Woman, I cannot wait for this. Uh, what do you think about Wonder Woman? Are we going to the theaters for this one?
1: Uh, I would love to. Um, well, uh, I mean, I love the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, Little fan that you know, the kind of like the villain towards the end. But um, yeah. yeah, I love I love Wonder Woman. So if this is an opportunity for me to get back in the movie theater seats because of what we've been going through, then I would yeah. love to have Wonder Woman be my first movie to go back and see.
0: That that's my goal. If everything's down enough, because you know I'm I'm okay with being extra precautious. Uh, that's why we're still recording remotely. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm hoping by October second, everything's cool. I'm going to go see Wonder Woman. That's my goal. Yeah. And then November sixth is gonna be Black Widow. That's going to be my E3 replacement, or my uh, BlizzCon replacement, since that's when BlizzCon normally would be. Uh, so I'm going to go all out for Black Widow. Maybe I'll do some cosplay for that. And uh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's like six months it after it's supposed to be released, which is pretty nuts. The, the, all these movies are like, a lot of them are done. You know what I'm saying? To think that they're coming mm-hmm. out so much later than they were already completed is pretty mm-hmm. crazy. But yeah, I'm excited for Black Widow. I think that's going to be a good one. I
1: am too. I think I am too. I'm a little... <sighs> <sighs> I'm kind of hoping that we get that uh, spy movie feel you know yes um but i'm a little iffy with the uh character that uh i'm gonna say his name stranger things uh hopper yeah yeah uh i'm a little iffy on that character but other than that um pretty excited to see uh, the spy feel movie and hopefully yeah. it's like that
0: i hope he's not too much comedy relief and it looks like that's what they're making him just the jokes oh good.
1: man i'm so tired of jokesters in marvel movies right now
0: <laughs> yeah they gotta cool it mean, we have spider-man that's his job um, but everybody else can just like be good heroes, be great. Yeah. Uh, okay. So for 2021, I'm just gonna list them all, and then we'll go over what we're excited for the most. So for 2021, we have Eternals coming out on February 2nd. That's close to Valentine's Day. Morbius will be here March 19th. Shang Chi, Shang Shang Chi will be May 7th. And we have Venom. Let There Be Carnage will be June 25th. We have the Suicide Squad, the new one, will be August 6th. We have the Batman October 1st which they should have done the 31st, whatever. Spider-Man 3 <laughs> will be November 5th. And Black Adam, December 22nd. Next year is going to be awesome. That uh, yeah, is, it is. I, it's going to have a hard time narrowing these down, but I'm going to, I'm going to pick a couple of them that I'm really excited for. Shang-Chi was okay. going to be really cool. Uh, the Batman, I cannot wait for this. I hope it's the restart of all of Batman's. And then Black Adam. Uh, there's some hints that we're going to have Spider uh, Superman return for this. Uh, Shazam's going to be in it. And then we have The Rock joining DC movies. And I think he's going to carry Crazy. DC into the future. What do you uh, think?
1: I, I could totally agree with you. I think if you get this insanely superstar superstar actor uh, to play in this, uh, the DC universe, it'll definitely carry it. Now, how long will we have him in the DC universe is, a, is one question. How long are we going to keep Black Adam a villain in the DC universe? uh so i can't imagine that uh the rock is just gonna play one movie right yeah he's gonna he's got to pop in here and there i think he'll be then there Thanos, me...
0: which I'm, I'm down with
1: <laughs> yeah no for sure but then that gets me thinking spider-man 3 always has high profile actors for villains yeah so can dc do the same thing starting with black adam uh, and that'd be awesome to see um but besides that i think for what i'm excited for the most uh, I'm really hoping Morbius is going to be really good. Um, yeah. I'm kind of excited when I saw the trailer. Uh, I'm excited for the Batman as well and Black Adam. Those are my three. If I had to pick a top three,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: uh, that's a good list.
0: You know, uh, I'm hoping Venom is going to be solid. I'm, I don't have high hopes for it, but
1: uh, I, and, yeah, after the last one, I don't at all.
0: Yeah, and then James Gunn getting in there on the Suicide Squad. This could be the start Ooh. of a Suicide Squad over again.
1: I forgot about that yeah uh, that might raise my interest more now i kind of forgot i did forget about that
0: yeah uh i've always been a big fan of pete davidson he's in the suicide squad now uh and after the king of staten island which is a movie he just released it's getting all, all kinds. What of- you're a fan of him oh i love him oh yeah totally oh my
1: god i think he's horrible
0: everything he does is amazing <laughs>
1: Oh my god, that is so oh, fucking mind blown right now. I'm
0: a big SNL fan, so that's why.
1: Yeah, but I, I okay. Yeah, we'll see. But I, I, I think he's trash. Who? What the fuck is he playing in Suicide Squad? Uh, I don't know the character
0: name. They—they've been keeping quiet on all the characters' names. God damn! But he's in it's that. Great. <laughs> you
1: had me excited. Now I'm not excited at all for this movie. Well, his
0: movie, The uh, King of Staten Island, has done so well that there's like Oscar buzz for it, man. So he might
1: really. Be, I've heard. Yeah. I've heard good things about it, but um, I choose not to watch it because of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still haven't watched it, but I will
0: be watching it. It's on Amazon Prime. If you guys want to check it out, but uh, yeah, <laughs> hopefully it's good. Um, fingers crossed. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's gonna be it for our uh, news. We're heading over to the esports desk, guys. Squeaks, do you have anything you want to mention on esports? I know we had some Overwatch stuff going on.
1: Uh, yeah, I want to talk uh, briefly on the Overwatch and the uh, the the cheater that just happened. Did you hear about this? I uh, heard about that. I was name? hoping you'd want to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, tree tree top. What's his name? Tree something. I don't remember. I just oh, love how much shock gracious. is talking shit. <laughs> are they really?
0: Oh, man, they are. Dude, oh, oh my God. Man. they Hold on real quick. They linked out to an article. And, and, like, Corey, you know, the VP over there, everybody retweeted. So they linked out to an article. You go to the article, it all says is get good. <laughs> it's just so great.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> So, uh, apologize for uh botching this guy's name. It's it's tree something. I don't for, I if forgot. If he's gonna but... cheat,
0: we don't need him to say his he doesn't deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> uh
1: but apparently his rank was like 11,000 something and I was like, uh, it goes that high, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um and I think the one uh even like the one right under him was like a couple thousand under at like 8, I think. And yeah. so apparently the um, Overwatch I don't know how they detect these things and I'm too dumb to even try to figure these things out. Uh, but I had a third party, uh, assist on overwatch and I saw some of his gameplay, so I don't really know what was really helping him. It's not like he was, you know, getting in this is saying, it's not like aim assist. It's not like he was getting the same amount of headshots or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess they contact him and I don't know if he really like rebuttal it or not. Um, and then at, well, anyway, at the end of the day, overwatch banned him, uh, from playing or blizzard bound him from overwatch uh which is oh my god the time you have to put in which i don't think that part is cheating the time you have to put in to get level one eleven thousand is insane
0: it's your life it's every day
1: and it's like to get banned from it like all that's gone that's basically like you know uh even worse than sending your switch into the repair center and it come back empty
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's up there. i don't know if it's that bad but it's up there but i mean it's the equivalent of of embezzling from a company right you're cheating to enrich yourself from a company at the company's expense yeah totally deserves the ban in my opinion i mean it sucks he should have i mean it just sucks but yeah who knows how long he's been doing it you
1: know uh yeah and like what you said he's making money probably streaming and and sponsors and whatever for a game that he's cheating on so it's kind of like that's that's bs when you got other people that don't have that opportunity that are probably just as good for the fact that you know you're cheating who knows what your real skills are really exactly yeah Uh, Uh, i wish i knew what he was using though i wish i knew what what assistance he was having. Yeah. So you
0: can get get that download. I see how it is. Uh, Well, I mean, we don't need it. We're already, you know, (laughs) we're, we're we're trying to get into team Portugal over here.
1: that's right. That's right. (laughs) Um,
0: but yeah, so I, I did see a screenshot. Somebody was like highlighting that there's like this like color overlay. It's real faint, but I, I guess that had, had something to do with it. Um, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. I was trying to find more about it, but so much of it was just trolls. <laughs> it's really kind of yeah, hard to yeah. <laughs> shift. Like eSports News, normally there's just a ton of information because they're happy to give it. This one is just like a bunch of memes. And I'm like, that's great and all, but can you guys give me the details on this? <laughs> and nothing. Right,
1: right, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: okay, so I wanted to talk about a couple things as well. Uh, first off, we have a uh, CSGO match I actually got stopped from a PC problem. And I just thought it was uh, amusing and kind of like, why would you guys mess this up so bad but uh so they're they're in the middle of this tournament and uh they found themselves that elite vitality was in the lead by six to two uh and uh they were doing amazing and then all of a sudden everything stops the commentators don't know what's going on they're like everybody's kind of like what's going on everybody had to restart they had to stop the match uh what it was <laughs> and this has actually happened to me during uh raiding uh, uh windows forced an update <laughs> on one of the computers and and made everybody stop the game Apparently you can like change the settings and make sure that Windows doesn't force updates, but if you postpone it long enough, the computer will just force you to do it. It yeah. picked the middle of a tournament uh, for you know tons of cash to do this. It was uh, uh what's his name? It's ZYW00. Uh, he's the one that, that had the issue and he's the one that kept putting it off. So uh, finally, once the commentators were able to realize what it was, everybody's talking smack the whole thing, and the whole match now, like, dude, why don't you update your damn PC? It's one of those things that, like, your grandpa calls you and it's like, hey, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. And it's like, just update it. Uh, and here's this, like, 19 year old kid who's a professional computer player uh, having Sorry. an issue. The delay actually helped out, the, or didn't necessarily help the team. Everybody thought, like, well, this is going to mess up their, their run. They ended up kicking butt, going to 16 to 3. I mean, they were clearly dominating. It wasn't even a problem. Uh, they eventually did lose out in the whole tournament. With Ninja Pajamas going ahead, uh, and then Mirage, uh, uh on the on on Mirage uh, with a 16-5 loss, and then what uh, was I think it was? Oh no, I haven't seen the winner of it yet, but it was going up against FaZe Clan, uh, which FaZe Clan you know they are they're going to win it. So
1: yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, and I then, think I think the good thing out of this though is that they did not win because of this era. I didn't want to see like a like a forty nine versus Ravens two thousand twelve Super Bowl where the lights just shut off. Not going
0: to forget and that. And then
1: like. The no I won't. and then the momentum was turning, you're like, oh my god. So if that team would have won and this happened, I would have like, come on, dude. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad it worked out.
0: The dominance <laughs> continued, at least. It was still kind of everybody on the same move.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: we have another thing I want to talk about here with CSGO. There's this legal battle going on with CSGO. So uh Jampi, which is one of the pro players for them, uh he's he's now competing uh under ENCE, that's his team. And, uh, and anyway, so he filed a lawsuit in March up against CSGO saying that his account got banned and they're saying, oh, it's because, you know, you were cheating that he got a VAC ban and stuff like that. And then his argument is like, oh no, I, I made multiple accounts, which happens even like not pros like Daniel does this on League of legends kind of thing like that, where you have one account that's like, I'm going to work on getting the rank up on this one. And another account that's for fun. Well, he had one of these for fun accounts and he ended up selling it to his friend because he had unlocks and stuff on there on like that on there. And then the friend got banned, but that ban went towards his account name and ended up getting everything banned, uh, which takes out his livelihood and everything like that. So him and his lawyer are suing Val for two hundred uh, and sixty six thousand euros and trying to get the, the ban removed. That's their main thing. And then all this money as well. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, what do you think about this? Do you think that he should have been banned because technically it was his friend that that, that was it that was cheating Or is selling the account kind of, you know, that to me feels like a reason to be banned? I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. Is
1: this this proof, though? Is there proof that for sure that it wasn't him touching it? Because that'd be my thing. If I was the game company, like, okay, well, everything's in your name, so I can't blame you for it because you're the irresponsible person for having the account and then selling it because of whatever perks were on it, you know?
0: They are providing Uh, proof that it's not him that was playing it, but I don't necessarily know if it's good enough proof. (laughs)
1: Yeah, what do you, what do you think as a company? Do you think like, well, you're the irresponsible one, and you know? personally,
0: yeah, I, I mean, we I tend to side on the video game companies on this one because it's so uh, there's just not enough regulations in esports right now, so it's really hard to figure out which way to go with things. And in a situation like this, uh, I know many games if you sell an account, that's a bannable offense. And he's yeah. claiming that he did do that, but that's apparently wasn't bannable, and and therefore he should be able to go past it and. I, you know, I don't know. I think right there should be the reason to go. Uh, the account was active from 2015. I mean, that's, that's when he sold the account to his friend. Uh, so it's like, dude, I mean, I don't know. It's It's been around for a long time. That's, you know, four or five years that the guy's been playing on it to finally get banned. They should have plenty of records showing which where the IP address was for that particular account. I don't know.
1: Do you think... Yeah, it's kind of tough because you sold them the account... You're selling the account because it's like, okay, what? You got these little perks or whatever. And you're like, okay, you can have it. It's for fun. It's not really like helping you do anything mm-hmm. or improve your skill. So, yeah, I don't know. It's not like, I don't know. It's not like murder or anything. I mean, it's nothing like the account is helping you improve your skill and gameplay. It's just probably some cosmetic shit or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you want to... Be like a responsible person. I mean, your name's all over that account.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think if you sell the account and then you're gonna become a pro, it's your responsibility to make sure that everything under your name, which is like just like any other company, Pepsi doesn't yeah. sell something and then like like oh it's gonna be fine. You I'm have sure. to make sure that everything under your name is accountable. Especially, you're, you're I mean, you're a pro in that game. You got to watch you know. over your friend. And like, I would just not let anybody have my account. That seems like yeah. an easy one, but um, yeah. I don't know, two hundred sixty-six thousand. That seems pretty steep for for the lawsuit. Dang. We'll see how it goes. All right, last up. This is something that you and me are going to try. Uh, yes, we are. <laughs> there's an exploit that was discovered on Sombra, and it's wreaking havoc in the games. So there's a video that was posted to Reddit. A uh, and what it is is when you have a May and a Sombra together, they do this little trick where so there's, there's certain match maps that have these basketballs, right? And uh, you and me are always constantly playing with those. You're trying yes. to make a hoop. We still have, you have to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm horrible. <laughs> but your brother somehow got it done. Oh, uh, my God, that guy. Yeah. Sombre has this ability to teleport to her beacon. So what she does is she puts a beacon on a basketball. They let it roll outside of the starting zone. And then May launches into the air by lifting up ice below it. Then once it's high all the way up into the air... Sombra teleports to it and gets stuck above the video, the actual maps level. And she's able to stay up there. Once up there, she's able to shoot down at enemies without being attacked back. She's even above Pharah's and Mercies and stuff like that. So it's this crazy thing where she's just sitting there above the skybox, untouchable, and... There's no, there hasn't been anything to shut this down yet. So people are like, "Oh my God, there's a there's a mercy in a May." So we know, or a Sombra in a May, we know it's going to happen. Like everybody's just yeah. exploding the hell out of this. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we got to try this out, man. <laughs> it's just crazy.
1: I want to try it out because I just want to experience like what what other people are seeing besides just being in the video or watching the video. But yeah. the thing is, like, how far? Because I haven't seen the video. How far is the? How far? How high is she up? Is it hard to aim?
0: It is, and Uh, her weapons are are very close range, so you're you're mostly just a nuisance, not necessarily winning the game for your team.
1: Yeah. So I don't really. I mean, I understand if you were like a Widowmaker and you're hanging out out there, right? Yeah. Um, But for Sombra, I don't really see like how much you know that she does, or how much damage can she put out being that far away.
0: Yeah. If Um, it was if it was somebody that has because you you also can't affect or use any of her effects, which is where Sombra's. I mean, her weapons are really secondary. She there is you all do. about, you know, you know, shutting down people with hacks and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, she's not very effective. I think it's just a fun nuisance. And I think that have... might be why it hasn't been shut down yet by Overwatch. It's it's sure, surely going to be soon, but um, I think that's why they're kind of dragging their feet on it. Because they're like, well, I mean, what are they going to do? They're actually making their team go four to uh, five to six, realistically. Yeah, you know? right?
1: <laughs> um, now, thinking about it, can you do this with the Symmetra? Can you, uh, probably not, though, because I was wondering if, can you put her teleporting on the ball? It's probably too big, huh?
0: I think it would be too big. And I think it actually yeah. plants to ground.
1: Okay. I yeah, know. I was serious. If any other character would have that uh, type of ability, to
0: yeah, that. I was thinking with Widowmaker's like claw thing. If you were to time it just right, where she shoots her claw towards the basketball mm. while it's being launched into the air, would she go follow it?
1: Okay. Okay. I like that idea. <laughs> oh man, <laughs>
0: I'm sure. I you know we're sitting here thinking about it. I'm sure there's a million people who already have thought about this and are working on yeah working on different routes. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And pretty soon, Overwatching like no more basketballs. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to they're gonna overreact like crazy
1: that's funny uh,
0: okay so that was esports desk guys last thing we want to talk about uh, we're going to have a twitter poll up uh, we've been doing the esports desk for about two months now and we want to know what do you guys think about the esports segment uh, we are debating about going to make it a new se- a new show that would be uh, once a week in addition to the show that we're currently doing in the next month uh, or if it's something that's totally not tracking with you guys We'll talk about what we can do with it then. Uh, but yeah, we want your guys' opinion on it. It will be a Twitter poll we put up when this episode comes out. So if you're listening to this right now, the Twitter poll is up, and I'll be t- retweeting it throughout the week. Uh, it'll be a week-long poll. We just want to get the listeners' opinion on how things are going and how we could always better the show for you guys. Next up, let's talk about the big expos that we had this weekend. We had three different events. We had the IGN Expo, which is a three-day event. We had PC Gamers event and Gorilla Gaming event. Uh, so instead of going over just the numerous games that they were announced, there's a bunch of indie titles. Uh, we're going to just kind of go over some of our favorites squeaks. Why don't you start us off? What was one of your favorite games that you want to bring up?
1: Um, I want to bring up, I mean, I know we've seen this before with the PS five, but, um, uh, PC also brought it up as well Was uh Godfall. Yes. Um, I think this is one of the, I think this is one of the, one of the most anticipated games that are looking forward to. Mm-hmm. uh it looks simple but the world looks beautiful the armor on these characters look beautiful uh it looks like something that i'm willing to grind and have fun to get different sets of armor uh this looks fun um also uh one that i was semi-interested was uh remnant from the ashes okay uh this one looked kind of cool i like this whole like alien twisted monster universe and then next thing you know you're traveling in the snow and there's like this big giant and then there's like these monsters on riding on other monsters like this thing looks pretty awesome to me i'm really interested in any I, any game that really gets me like really geared up to fight big creatures i really get turned yeah. on for
0: i i kind of had a feeling you're gonna go with the shadow colossus uh boner for that
1: oh <laughs> yeah yeah i can see that i can see that
0: yeah and and what's interesting is and there's other games that do this as well uh they mentioned loss i think each of those creatures represent loss in life you know what i'm saying like tackling loss and stuff like that. So it's cool when they have, like, a story that kind of makes sense oh, with, okay. with, like, okay. these psycho, psycho, psychological creatures. Yeah,
1: yeah it's so good because the creatures are, like, building these weapons, and then you're yourself as a player building, like, a a, a gun. So it's yeah. almost, like, modern mixed with the old time. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I like, uh, it's it's neat looking.
0: A lot of these games had some interesting art style. That's one of them, too. It had, like, this really mm-hmm. cool color palette and almost looked like a, a, a storybook look to it. Got it. Uh, one of the games I wanted to talk about was Li- uh Liberated, and it looks like this. It's off based off a comic book series that I have not read yet, but it does look like this kind of black and white grayscale uh noir story that all takes place in comic book panels. And uh, so the cutscene it actually blends the cutscene and everything else really well together, where the cutscenes are actually going from panel to panel, and you're following the speech bubbles, and then eventually there's one panel where you're actually interacting with things. Uh, this story is told uh, through like a telltale type play style where you have to press a at the right time b at the right time with some minor movements here and there but i really like this idea of combining the two worlds comic books and video games and uh, because websites like comiXology they're doing these things now where like kind of like puts the panel instead of just the whole comic book page in front of you which i think really helps new comic book readers uh this game might that version where it's kind of a way to introduce how to read comic books to people. And uh it's it's like reading a comic book, but it's more interactive. I mean, that just sounds amazing. And but, uh the way this this it does this grayscale where it's got this this very new war lighting and stuff like that just looked really yeah. cool. So uh that's liberated. I'm pretty excited about that one. Okay. You got another one for us?
1: Um, I mean, we've seen this before, and I'm I'm really hyped about it. And I'm playing number two. Because I'm so hyped about it, but I'm really excited for the Mafia too. Yeah. Or uh, I mean, the Mafia one. Right. Definitive, definitive edition. edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is what I'm looking forward to. I seen um uh, the the images and the and the trailer, uh, and how beautiful it looks. And I love Mafia movies, so anything to get me like feeling like I'm in the Mafia, that's what I'm looking forward to a lot.
0: Yeah. This is gonna be day one buy for me.
1: Oh well, easy.
0: I have Mafia three sitting. On, I haven't played it yet, but it's on my shelf. I need to play it um but just seeing this i was just like oh my god it's like playing the godfather which is exactly what i want to do
1: exactly and speaking of the godfather i love playing that game when it was a yeah. when it was a, actually a video game godfather <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i'm not a big fan of mafia 3 to be honest oh no um, okay no nah, it's not you're yeah i don't know anyway different conversation okay. but um yeah i'm super excited it's let not very mafia let me style. <laughs> get, it's it's not yeah it's not Okay. um but yeah super excited for this one for sure um uh, I want. I don't know. That, we're just talking like graphics, enhanced, right? Well, it's obviously rebuilt looking. Uh, but I wonder how true to uh, story, uh, same missions, uh, that it's sticking with from the original.
0: I think it'll be just a, a full-on remaster. Of the, I think it's going to be exactly uh-huh. like the original.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm curious if they did anything new. If they yeah. felt like they should have added something, now would be the time to.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of these, like just stunning looking games. Uh, a juggler's tail looks really interesting it's a side scroller uh but with all puppets did you see this one
1: uh no i did not actually
0: it kind of i was kind of like oh that, that looks neat you know but then i started noticing that there's strings attached to everything and it's all done by puppet. all the characters have movements that mimic a puppet a marionette you know and uh mm-hmm. even the like say like you walk up to a dragon like all of its limbs will be puppeted and uh it, it just looked really cool and then it had these like very heavy weather effects that were um uh, working well with the parallax movement and stuff like that in the background and in the foreground uh it just it looks really cool it's one of those games where it's like kind of like ori where i'm just like i want to take my time to really notice how the grass is moving and stuff like that this reminded me of that uh and then another visually stunning game was this airborne kingdom which is a city builder but all on airships so you're doing a city builder while you're flying over uh you know uh an old uh, landscape underneath you and you're adding some steampunk-esque kind of things to your ship and trying mm-hmm. to create a, a sustainable city so think like frostpunk maybe but instead it's airships uh so that seems really cool and that, that was airborne kingdom two really beautiful looking games uh you have any more for us there squeaks
1: um you know i think i'm gonna get bored of this game but one that i thought looked really pretty myself was a. Uh, i'm probably gonna say this name wrong Pro pro something. What is that? Probiotic or pro, pro Probiotic. <laughs> po, no, pot and no, no, no potionnomics.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Potionomics. Am I saying that right? I, I think you are because it does look like it's like alchemy based. Okay,
1: right? okay. Um so I think that looks kinda interesting. I mean, only because it the base I'm basing it off of how pretty it looks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it looks like a game that I could be very bored of. Um yeah. other than that, I I mean I was looking at New World for a little while. Um, that look looks kind of janky to me. Really? Um, yeah, I just I just don't like the movements on these characters. It really does feel, um, I don't want to think... say too PC, but it just feels too not fluent.
0: Well, okay, so I don't think you've played a game in that genre before. So if you've played ARC, it's the ARC genre. There's these, these survival okay. social games. Uh, okay. I have a friend playing it right now in the alpha, and is just he's just crazy for it
1: yeah, really? okay. yeah. Okay. it's
0: made by amazon games and uh it's one of their three titles that they're they've just released in this year um uh, and i like that they showed some of the character design in it because beforehand i didn't know what the character design would be and, and you know i've been hearing again from the friend that's like oh yeah there's these big monsters and stuff i'm like what that doesn't seem right with what you've mm-hmm. seen no, no no this shows you yeah there's some crazy monsters that you're working to fight uh, and then you can see that there's gonna be almost like a class design in the game which is something that's not typical for this genre uh i, I think it looks very cool hmm. it it's just that you have to be familiar with a genre to to ap-
1: okay appreciate
0: okay. the movement and stuff like that because it does it's it's not like it's sharp but you got to think that basically everything on that map is movable and everything on that map could be destroyed or rebuilt uh, oh, and okay. stuff like that right. so the map is so big that that it, graphically it's as good as it can get because okay. everything's so big but okay. yeah that was okay. actually one of the ones I, w- I was excited for too um another game that a friend's been telling me about that, that they had the trailer for was torchlight three uh i actually played torchlight one we put out a video uh when it was free on the epic Games so you guys can check it out on our youtube channel uh torchlight three looks great it's bright and colorful it's a dungeon crawler this is a classic and you know all the tortures are classic but uh now is in early access on steam you guys can actually play this game now it's one of the few that they actually announced that was like boom out now uh so if you're a dungeon crawler fan and you like something that's really bright say you like uh minecraft dungeons excellent game but you want something that's a little more hardcore go to uh, not much more hardcore i'll give you that much but it is a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, head over to torchlight 3 that's a really cool game but yeah i think i mean uh west of of dead was was beautiful but it's we've already seen a lot of that stuff uh but i mean i, I just can't wait to play that game uh almighty kill your gods is pretty good but i think that's generally it there wasn't a ton of stuff announced for me Anything else that you saw that looked really interesting?
1: No, I, I was gonna say uh, *In Sound Mind* just because I'm kind of into the the little horror genre. Yeah. But uh-huh. you know, that's just me grasping. I think I pretty much um, I'm happy with like the few that we talked about here. Um, yeah. I wasn't like too crazed like with other conventions or other announcements, I guess, from other companies. Yeah, the um,
0: PS5 announcement yeah. was amazing, and I think that kind of overshadowed anything else that happened.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next Xbox One then. I really want to see yes. um the, the step up.
0: I think Xbox is kind of like, oh, God damn it, I hate to say they're this about it. that company, but I think they're like, oh shit, we need to make sure to really announce something crazy. Because the <laughs> PS5 was, was I mean, there's just the internet traction. Everybody's saying like, the trends are showing, man, this thing got some traction. So I, yeah. think, I think Microsoft saw that and they're like, okay, it's time to announce something huge. GTA 6 or something like that.
1: Yeah, I guess they got um like the most views of uh uh, announcement or whatever like that. Uh, yeah. People watch, but then at the same time, you kind of say like, oh, because of COVID, you know? True, uh, that's true. So yeah. it's kind of hard to base it, but I wonder how overwhelming that number is.
0: We uh, we actually streamed it on our stream and we yes. had a couple friends hop into their Discord. So uh, the next big announcement, we'll do the same thing. We'll stream it on our nice, stream. Nice. And I'm, I'm sure Sony will take it off at some point, but right now they haven't, so they haven't caught us <laughs> yet, guys. Uh, we're too small to fail. And so... Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah that was a lot of fun to do and um we'll do that for the future one so if you guys see like oh the xbox thing's going on maybe i'll swing over to to geek freaks and see how their streams going and see what they're saying about it and a lot of it's just like holy cow that looks great maybe i'll buy this instead you know that's what i was doing the whole time uh (laughs) this is it's amazing like this is the first time i can think of where i'm actually probably just gonna buy both systems because they're damn they're just both really doing a good job Mm mm-hmm which is crazy to me because normally I'm just like Xbox and then everybody else will buy a PlayStation. They will have nobody to play with. That's kind of been the game plan so far <laughs> in the past. Um, but Damn, we'll you and your entertainment
1: know. center is going to be stacked with these huge ass boxes on it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah.
0: And probably just stack them on top of each other, make a whole new system.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah. So it's been pretty good. It's been, but I, I think one thing we've learned is how much we miss E3. E3 seemed to yeah. really bring out the best and kind of showcase the best first. And then like, Oh yeah, let's watch the PC part. Uh, as look like bonus content and then when you have a show that's based off that bonus content, it just falls so flat that you're kind of like, ah, man, you just missed E3, you know? You yeah. know. Today we're going to be doing one of our industry deep dives. We're going to be talking today about Ubisoft. It was originally called UB Space Soft Entertainment. And is based out of France. Ubisoft is the fourth largest gaming company behind Activision Blizzard, Electronics Arts, and Take-Two. I was surprised by Take-Two. I thought they were a smaller company. Their most notable games are Rayman, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, and all the Tom Clancy titles. Let's go into their history. Now, uh, just a fair warning before we get too far. A lot of these names are French, and <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing them. So, uh, the Goulamont family, I'm going to go with the Goulemont, which I know is not correct, <laughs> had a business focused on services for farmers in northern northwest France. Eventually, they expanded into the region, other regions, and including the UK. The family had five sons, Christian, Claude, Gérald, Michel, and Yves. The sons helped run the business and would eventually go to school to further their knowledge and business. The sons now were all employed by the business, but unfortunately the farming industry had, involved, had evolved and making their services somewhat not needed, uh, the business started to shrink, and their brothers started look, looking into new ways of bringing in money into the family. Eventually, they got into computers and selling computer games. With the approval of their mother, who was the matriarch of the family, they started their own business as a mail-order computer company. So, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember this, but there used to be a time when there was catalogs, and you used to order things out of catalogs, <laughs> including your computer parts. They formed Goulomont Informatique in 1984. Soon, the mail-order business moved into supplying retailers. They were far cheaper than their competitors because they decided to import parts from the UK. Their local competitors were actually buying parts from French manufacturers. By 1985... The company went corporate to meet the higher demand. And in 86, the company earned 40 million francs, or 5.8 million uh, United States money. Now, let's also remember that's 80s money, so it's all (laughs) much smaller than it seems. The brothers saw that the most lucrative part of the company was the game sales, and wanted to start developing their own games. On March 28, 1986, they founded the developer Ubisoft Entertainment. The name is short for... Ubiquitous software. So that answers the question right there. I always I'm not sure if it's Ubisoft or Ubisoft. I would normally say Ubisoft and now we know it's ubiquitous. So there you go. Now you know yeah, you have an answer. In case you have some of those friends that are like, oh, but they're French, it's Ubisoft. In June 86, they set up the Chateau in the Brittany region of France as their primary development studio and began hiring. So the reason they decided to set it up in a chateau is they wanted to seem appealing to some of these. Bigger developers, you know, so that if you guys could leave, maybe you're stuck in a cubicle, you can come on over to the Chateau and work in the Chateau uh, in beautiful northwest France. They hired uh, Natalie Salud as manager and S- uh Hugueniz as marketing director. Hugueniz came from Elite Software, and when he came over, he brought over many other programmers. The first Ubisoft-developed game was called Zombie, with an eye at the end. Zombie was a first-person action-adventure game set in the zombie apocalypse. There were four protagonists that roamed a shopping mall killing zombies, and if you had died, that player would then stay in that room as a zombie. Zombie was critically acclaimed and sold 5,000 copies the year it was released. They followed up Zombie in 86 with Cine Clap, ferret Flamant, Mask, and, a, and Graphic City, a program used to design sprites. In 1988, the operating cost of the chateau was simply mounting, and they needed to move to France where it made more sense. All the employees were helped with the move, but for a young programmer named Michel Ansel, he could not afford the living expenses of Paris due to his newly growing family. He had to move back to Montpellier in southern France, but the Goulamont brothers saw so much promise in Ansel, they told him to keep keep them updated. Later, Michel Ansel and his friend, Frédéric Howard came to the brothers with a project that they had been working on. The game looked bright and beautiful, and Michel Gulemont wanted to make the game a staple for their brand. They would work on the new game in their new studio set up in Montreal, which is not Montreal, Canada. That comes later on. Montreal, (laughs) which housed 100 developers. Their goal was, was to hit the next-gen systems, the, Ad- the Atari Jaguar and Sony PlayStation. In 1995, the game was released as Rayman, and it was a huge hit. This put Ubisoft on the map. While releasing their new hot title, the brothers were also hard at work with securing distribution. They locked down France, making them the distributors for the nation, and started working their way into other country- countries like Germany, UK, and the US. In 96, one year after Rayman, the company went public and raised 80 million US. They then opened studios in Annecy, Shanghai, Montreal, Canada, that's the one we're talking about, and Milan over the next 2 years. Ubisoft was huge in Europe thanks to Rayman, but they had a hard time getting into the very lucrative US market. With the internet becoming mainstream in 99, the brothers founded companies like Gameloft in other countries so that they can secure licensing. In 2000, they purchased Red Storm Entertainment, and with this came the Tom Clancy games. Working with Red Storm, the team developed Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon right away. In 2001, they grabbed Learning Company's entertainment t- uh, division, and that gave them Myst Classic and Prince of Persia. Ubisoft Montreal quickly went to work with Prince of Persia, seeing the potential of the IP. They developed Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, which was released in 2003, another massive hit for the company. Finally, in September 2003, Ubisoft decided to combine the name into one word, Ubisoft that we know today, and introduced the Swirl, which again, we're all familiar with now. As the 90s and early 2000s went on, EA... Electronic Arts had also grown as a gaming name to be reckoned with. The companies were often allies, but had become fierce rivals over the years and In two thousand four, e a purchased nineteen point nine per cent shares in Ubisoft. The brothers called the move hostile, but admitted it was their fault for not being as competitive enough. Rumors spread throughout the Ubisoft staff that EA would slowly take over the company to calm fears. John Riccatelli, the CEO of EA at the time, said that this was not a hostile move and they would, he would eventually sell the shares he did in 2010. Ubisoft Montreal was trying to follow up the massive success of Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time. During development, the story shifted greatly. The new story involved assassins and the Knights Templar. They decided just to start a whole new IP with this and made Assassin's Creed. Over the decade and into the 2010s, Ubisoft would continue to expand by purchasing companies or titles. They also invested more into the Montreal staff, growing them from 500 to 3,500 today. Ubisoft is now a powerhouse, valued at $6.4 billion in 2017. They survived multiple takeover attempts by their hometown rivals, Vivendi, in 2015 and 2018. They established 35 Ubisoft title development studios in cities around the world they still own 14 other studios under their umbrella. Outside of games, they have made the Uplay PC-based client, used to launch many other titles, and they've also developed four game engines, Anvil Next, Disrupt, Dunia Engine, and Snowdrop. Snowdrop is the one they use today. The Ubisoft film and television division uh, developed 2016's Assassin's Creed, 2013's Rabbit Invasion, and they worked on 2020's Mystic Quest, Raven's Banquet, which had a Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia in there for Apple TV. Recent titles that are going well that they've released, Rainbow Six Siege, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Just Dance 2020, The Division 2, Brawlhalla, and Roller Champions. I have not tried Roller Champions out. I'm going to have to give it a shot. Brawlhalla, if you guys haven't played that yet, it's free to play and it's very fun. Upcoming games, we have Gods and Monsters. That's a totally new IP. Watchdog Legions, that's the third in the Watchdog franchise. And Rainbow Six Quarantine, this is a follow-up to the classic Rainbow Six titles. And of course, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, that's the new hotness right there, everybody's excited for that one. Alright guys, that's a little bit of the history behind Ubisoft, how they became who they are today, and uh, a name we all know and recognize. A small company that started out selling farm equipment and services uh, to local farmers and then seeing that they needed to adapt with the times as their industry adapted without them, they decided to get into computers and created eventually the empire we know now. 35 different Ubisoft studios. Of course, Ubisoft Montreal has become their biggest one in charge of all Assassin's Creed. Thank you for listening, and let me know what you guys thought of this format. A lot of this information came from Wikipedia and from the Ubisoft website themselves, you guys can sign up for the Ubisoft newsletter. I actually suggest it. It's quite informative, and they'll keep you up to date on those awesome new titles. Cannot wait for the new Assassin's Creed. All right, guys, uh, that's going to be it for us this week. Again, watch out for that Twitter poll. Uh, let us know what you guys are thinking about the eSports desk and uh, and what you want to do with it in the future. Uh, but we will be coming out with a crossover coming out on Wednesday. There's a lot of fun to record with Lit Gaming Arena. I actually wish we recorded the whole thing because me and him talked for about three hours and maybe one hour got recorded. The other two were just about podcasting, podcasting life. And I was just like, man, why are we not posting this as a something else? It's super good. Um, but that's how all of these crossovers have been with some of these guys, like Wonder Soul and Kyle and Kevin. So really good. As so we have two more crossovers coming up later on in the month. Uh, just a whole bunch of content coming your guys' way. Uh, and uh, that's going to be it. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.
1: Hey guys, do you love talking about characters from different universes fighting through battlegrounds? Then check out the Crossover Collision, where Evan the Great and JVD discuss comic book battles that come straight from the pages and to your ears. So check out the podcast every Friday on TheVillainsTheMan.com.